This is the qualified. The qualified. The qualified. The qualified. The qualified with Ryan Huff. What's going on, qualified family? Hope you're having an amazing day as always, and welcome back to the qualified where the ultimate goal is to empower you to chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. Guys, I hope you've been having an absolutely amazing week and that you've been just crushing it, man. You're chasing your potential. You're living a life that makes a positive impact because after all, that is what this podcast is all about, where the ultimate goal is to empower you to chase your potential and live a life that does make a positive impact. Dude. I am excited for this episode today, guys. I hope you are as well. We have a special guest on The Qualified that actually was, well, I go into explaining it, matter of fact, it's kind of a funny story how we got connected. Um, but anyways, so, uh, but the Born to Impact podcast by Joel Marion brought us together. If you haven't listened to that podcast already, um, there's so many amazing episodes on there. And it's, it's, I found it fascinating, guys. There's a, like, I'm just gonna, I'm actually gonna make a series here soon talking about like certain podcasts. They're gonna be, it's gonna be shorter episodes coming up, but it's like certain podcasts that I, that I listen to on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, I should say daily. Well, daily, weekly, but every week I listen to an episode from them, I should say. But uh, just talking about like certain podcasts that I love listening to that I've gotten a lot of value out of. So I think that'd be great for you guys to know what I'm listening to and the reasons why I listen to these. Not just like, oh, dude, it's a great podcast. I'm like, no, why? Why do you listen to this? Like, what's the value you get? What's the things that have helped you move your life forward? And that's what we're going to share going forward with that. Dude, I hope you all having a great week. Um, So I've said that like three times already. (laughs) I'm just really hoping you're having a good one. (laughs) Anyways, y'all, I got to tell y'all about The Qualified. If you are new to this podcast, first of all, thank you so much for listening. The reason this podcast is called The Qualified is because I believe we are all qualified to make a difference in the world we live in. However, there is a massive difference between having potential, being able to do something, being qualified to do something great with your life, and actually going out on a consistent basis and making that difference into a reality, which is why in this podcast, we discuss topics, ideas, strategies, things I've done in my life, as well as things of inspiring guests that they've done in theirs that have helped to make a change. And my hope is that with this podcast or with any other amazing podcast you listen to, is that you use the information that you're given, man. Don't just like hear it, be inspired by it, be motivated by it, and then do nothing with it. Like hear it, be inspired, and start implementing it in your life on a consistent basis to make that difference into a reality. So, dude, welcome to Qualified. If you're already if you're already part of the Qualified family, my man, my girl, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate your time. I know you have a lot of options out there in podcast land. So, the fact that you took time out of your busy day to listen here, that's pretty freaking incredible. And I thank you so much for that. Y'all, I got to tell you about the fee with the Qualified is that you do this. I'm not going to send you my Venmo account or ask you to spend me money. What the fee is, is that whenever you get value out of this out of this episode or any other episode, that you please share it out with someone. Let someone know you got value out of it because the more eyes and ears that we have on this, on this podcast, the Qualified, the more opportunity we have to make an impact in someone's life in a positive way, the more opportunity we have to be catalysts for positive change. So if you tell someone about it, after you get value out of this, that would be absolutely incredible. You know, with every episode, not just with one, with every episode that you do, if you could do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. And guys, speaking of making a positive impact, there is an organization I started called Qualified Apparel that feeds families across America through selling apparel. And what's really amazing is that for every one item we sell, 
20 meals are provided for families in America. And dude, this this week, y'all, we've provided, I'm pretty confident it's over 1,700 meals we provided this. No, sorry. Um, actually, yeah, I think that's right. I think it's over, I know it's over 1,200 though. But we this this week though, we um, hit 23,160 meals provided for families in America. Dude, which means we're only about uh, 347 items away from, uh, from, um, our goal this year by year's end of 30,000 meals provided. So if you're looking for, which is insane, which is amazing. And I'm so grateful for the qualified family that has made that possible because guys, nothing moves until it's sold and, uh, no meals are, are, are given until something is sold. So the fact that the qualified family is coming out strong, I am super grateful for that. And if you are looking for an amazing Christmas gift, something that gives that, you know, that makes a positive impact by feeding families across America, that's super high quality. It looks great. That has an awesome message on it. If you're a dog fan or just, you know, regular, regular person who likes great, great clothes, I definitely encourage you to check it out. Link for that is in the description. Guys, before we get started in this podcast, please subscribe to this channel if you haven't already and leave a five-star review feel worthy of it if you've been you know with us for a period of time feel worthy of it i encourage you to leave a five-star review and a written review will go a long ways as well y'all let's get into this podcast today i have christy cronin on the episode and this is one of my favorite conversations i feel like i say that just about every time i have a guest on but dude i just keep getting so much value out of the guests that come on this on this podcast and i trust you do as well so without further ado here is my conversation with miss christy cronin Enjoy. All right, guys, welcome back to The Qualified. I am freaking pumped. I say it every week. We have a new guest on the podcast today, and uh, it's kind of funny how everything got uh, got got connected, got started more so, but um, we'll get into that here in a second. But I want to give a special welcome, a warm welcome from the great state of, oh, wait, you're from New York, right? No, from Tampa. Wait, what? What the heck? I don't know why I thought New York for some reason. I don't know why that was so I mean, random. New York would be cool. I would take it. But yeah, I got to kind of own it. I'm from Tampa, Florida. Wah, wah. Hey, represent. So from the great state of Florida, coming at you hot from the great city of Tampa, Miss Christy Cronin. What's going on, girl? <laughs> hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Actually, I knew that you were from from Tampa, but for whatever reason, it is I'm thinking of New York for some reason. I don't know. Whatever. I think it's great. We'll just we'll just change it. I'll just right. change my location. I'll right. be in New York. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, man. So uh, before we get started, before we go into this, Chrissy, um, I'm gonna open up with a quick word of prayer, and then we'll get this whole thing popping. So awesome. Father God, thank you so much for this amazing day. And Lord, by using the Born to Impact podcast with Dan Long and Joel Marion to bring us two together. Lord, I pray blessings over this over this conversation. Lord, that you would empower Christy to share the right things that people need to hear on this other side of this microphone, Lord, this other side of this podcast, people that are listening, that would empower them and move their lives forward. But also, Lord, that you would empower me with the right questions, maybe some things I didn't even think to ask, and maybe some things Christy didn't even think to share. But Lord, that whatever, the, whatever needs to be said will be said and uh, ultimately make an impact in people's lives in a positive way. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Let's do it, man. So first of all, Christy, you are, like I said, a, a Tampa native, and you are also a mom, you are a wife, you're an athlete, and also a soon-to-be published author as well. You're already an author, but soon-to-be yes. published author coming up next year, early 2020, and uh, of a new book called Black Balloons. So with that, with that, uh, 
brief introduction. But tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I definitely want to get into the book here in a second as well. Um, but yeah, well, tell, us, tell us a little more about who you are. Well, following that, you make me sound extra special. So, um, <laughs> which you are? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. As are you. Um, but yeah, I guess I do a lot of things. Um, but all things that bring a lot of joy, and I think that's the most important part. Um, but yeah, I'm a cardiology nurse practitioner. I've been a nurse for eleven years. Absolutely love what I do. It's one of my greatest passions. Um, I truly care for taking care of people and being there for their health needs, but not only physically, mentally, spiritually, like anything I can do. I think all of those things are connected. So I like to try to take a very individualized approach with my patients. Um, I practiced in primary care for about five years and now focused on cardiology, which is kind of my favorite thing. So I got really lucky with my job and I love what I do. Um, that being said, I looked for ways to kind of give back. Um, being in a, a great point in your life, you want to look at, at how you can impact others. How can you feed into somebody else? What can you do with what God's given you? Right. So that kind of led into this journey that I'm now on of finding really interesting and different ways to connect with people and to share information and share my faith. I love it, man. I love it. So, um, you mentioned as well, you've also, um, you know, you mentioned as well, you've also, you know, you're, you know, you've been married for a little bit now. Is that right? It's going on 10 years. A is that right? bit. Ten. We're, we're entering year 10. That's yeah. amazing, dude. Congratulations. Thank you. How Thank did you, you. Um, I was going to say, we like talked about that, but I thought like 10 years was like not all that exciting, but I'm, <laughs> I'm realizing that it's like, that people are actually like, oh, wow, that's a thing. Like you've made it. Congrats. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny. So um, you and I, um, so we, we're going to bring up uh, your husband here in a second as well. It's something that I thought was really neat. Um, but you and I connected um, actually through Joel, actually as a catalyst, matter of fact. So I do this thing on my Instagram called go out of your way to encourage someone. It's a, uh, it's called goitus for short. It's kind of a goofy acronym, but it's just something that I'd like to do. Um, but, uh, but it's, uh, but anyway, so I do these things where I shout out people randomly, people I know personally, or people that I don't know, um, which, uh, just brings some, you know, positivity to them, encouraging to them. And it's got me a lot of awesome connections with amazing people because of that. Well, Dan Long and also Joel, they posted their, my thing on, on re reposted on their story, which is how you came across it, slid into my DMs and here we are today. And so anyways, basically we just fan, we just fanboyed out, fangirled out on, on the Born Impact podcast and we're like, dude, we love this podcast so much. It has made such yeah. an impact in our lives and such. And so, yes. Anyways, yes. And uh, that brought us to where we are today. And um, whenever I learn more about you, what I realize is that you're actually a soon-to-be published author as well, and of a book called Black Balloons. And so, going off of that, what is uh, like what is Black Balloons all about? What was the inspiration behind it, and uh, what are you looking to do with it? Yeah, so this all actually started with the Born to Impact podcast, like how I've gone down this road, and it awesome. is it is awesome because when I saw your post, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy loves this show just as much <laughs> as I do. <laughs> so I have to reach out to him. So it was kind of a perfect way for us to connect because we have Absolutely. that in common. Yeah. And what I have found from their show and why I love it so much is that they basically give you everything you could possibly need to do more, to make an impact, to grow in anything in business. I mean, they spell it out for you with their guests. Right. So I felt like listening to it, if I didn't take what they were giving me and do something with it, 
I was doing a giant disservice, not only to them, but also to myself and also to God. Absolutely. Because when you've been given so much and you're, you're, you know, you're blessed or you have certain skills or different gifts, then you are called to use them. And sometimes that calling is in a little bit of a different way. And I didn't originally know what all of that was going to look like, but as the more I listened and the more I got into it, I realized that I've always loved writing. It's been a big passion of mine. Um, I keep journals. I keep prayer journals. That's been a huge part of my growth and my faith. And one of my favorite things about my journals is being able to go back and look at what I've written, what my requests look like and see how God has shown up. How many years have you been um, doing that for like the prayer journals and such? A long time. I mean, I started journaling as a kid with things that I was going through. It was one something that one of my counselors suggested and I oh. kind of took it on. Um, but the actual prayer journal started during my pregnancy with my son. Okay. So that was about, um, well, he's going to be seven in December. So that was like seven years ago. Nice. Um, so as I kind of listened to the guidance and everything that they give, I started reflecting on things and was like, you know what? I have these journals and I basically have what could turn into chapters of a book already laid out for me. Right. So I really started to reflect on the difficult things, the th things that were really unexpected in my life, the things that almost broke me and realized these things were really, really hard. They were difficult and everybody has a, a different um, perspective on what's difficult for them too. Right. right? So mm -hmm. for me, they were really hard things. And then I started reading through the journals, reading my prayer requests, and it's crazy to look back and you can actually feel your pain in your writing when you reread it. And it right. takes you right back to that spot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then realizing how God showed up for me and going, oh my gosh, like over and over and over again, even when my back has been turned, even when I was essentially almost denying him, he was still showing up for me. It's pretty wild, isn't it? crazy. <laughs> and as I put all of that together and I looked at it, I thought, wow, this is there, there's something to this. Um, and during that whole process, I also have a really good girlfriend that her and I were, um, in like a network marketing group together. And we were doing that on the side of our like current positions. Right. And she's one of my best friends. She's an absolute incredible human. Her faith is amazing. And she had like her theme is confetti and it suits her so well. Right. She just like exudes confetti. Um, <laughs> when we would talk about things like this would all this would continue to come up. And I said one time to her, I was like, man, I feel like it would be so cool if we did like a devotional or something together. And it was, um, like fight, like popping black balloons to find confetti or like something like that. Or like, like, using what she was talking about. And she was like, no, I like that. But the writing stuff, she's like, I don't know. And we kind of like, we're bouncing it back and forth. Right. And then along the way, I kept revisiting these journals and thinking about what this freedom was like. Right. Um, and the concept of um, popping black balloons in your life to find ultimate freedom kind of came up. And I thought, wow, that, that could be a book. This could actually be something. Right. So that's how that, that all kind familiar, of transpired. I love it. <laughs> For those people that aren't familiar with what black balloons signify, what what, are that, what does that mean to you? So it's a metaphor for the difficult, unexpected circumstances that were handed in our lives. So sure. as we're expecting good things, right, we're 
trying to look for the best. We're hoping for the best and going about life. And a lot of times things are mundane and everything feels okay. You're expecting it to continue that way. And then all of a sudden you're handed this black balloon, this really difficult, yes, (laughs) crappy, hard, unexpected circumstance that now you know, we kind of have choices in how we deal with that and what we do with it. Absolutely. That's it's called life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, it's funny you say that. I was like, when I was, I was before this podcast started, um, I was actually just going on just to refresh everything. I went onto your website just to look at your book to see that I had an idea of what it was about and I made sure, I just want to be sure I was right. And just this, this week I actually talked about something along the same lines. I was making a screen and for, 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 for shirts and such. And it's funny, whenever you look at the transparency, basically in the transfer process of making a screen, you have to take a, a, a transparency, then you basically subliminate it onto the, uh, onto the screen. But if you take the picture, especially if it's a picture that is many different slides, until you put it together, it really looks like a bunch of like nothing. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a metaphor for life. Some things happen in your life that don't really make sense until you are able to go through the journey. It's like puzzle pieces, right? Until you're able to put them right. together and be like, oh, wow, this is actually made to happen this way this thing fits together with this that thing fits together with that which leads me to the ultimate destination so mm-hmm. i love the i love the premise of your book and i can't wait to be a customer for it in 2020 it's gonna be awesome yeah. um, thank you you're welcome but one of the things that you mentioned that I, uh, that i was i'm curious on if I'm curious if you're willing to share on this is you mentioned like you know with your prayer journals and such documenting a lot of the a lot of the things that you've experienced and they brought brought you back emotionally to those points What's been one of the hardest things, most difficult things that you've experienced that you've overcome to date? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think, you know, there's a few things. The The battle with depression was a big one. And that kind of started in my, my teen years and trying to figure out and navigate that and what um, what was actually causing it. Um, right. Because on the surface at 17, things look pretty good. So it took really kind of going through some counseling process and those sorts of things to realize that it was the things from my childhood that were causing me to be in the state that I was in during that time. Um, so I'd say that that was like definitely one of the darkest things. And then the other probably hardest thing that I write about too, was what actually brought me to full surrender, what God used to finally break me bring me to him and say, it's yours. Like from this point on, I'm not doing like the half and half, like I'm actually giving my life to you. Um, and that was my pregnancy with my son. So oh. what was, what was that? Like, what, how did that become a catalyst for that kind of like surrender? Yeah. So I kind of detail the whole, um, process in the book, so I won't give it all away, but, sure. um, he <laughs> got to buy the book for that one. There you go. <laughs> I, I know. Right. I have to give like, <laughs> I'll save a little something. Um, Absolutely. but we were actually, um, advised to abort our son. So, um, yeah. we were told that he was going to be born with, um, likely some disabilities, um, some developmental delay, um, possibly a lot of issues. And it, it was a really difficult point for my husband and I. Um, we had decided that no matter what, we were keeping him. So that was just, that was our choice. That's what we believed. And we felt very strongly in it. And we just knew that he was our son, regardless of, of anything that was happening. Right. Um, and it, throughout that whole process, it, it really something like that. And it, when you're praying for your child in that way, it completely changes you. Like when you're begging God for 
just for safety, for health, for like anything, begging miracle, him to, yeah. yeah, to honor you, like honor me, even though I have done horrific things, even though I've denied you, even though I have been not at all like the person that you've created me to be, but please still honor me. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And then, um, you know, the truth is, is that God chose to give us that. Our son is seven. He has no delay. He's perfectly healthy. And awesome. I look at him in complete awe every single day. That's amazing. Like, what is, like, would you say that that process going through that, like, really increased your relationship with, with you know, increased your closeness and relationship with God going through that whole process? It did. It completely changed it. Um, I mean, I'm talking about like, not even just, you know, praying, I'm talking about like being on your face for God, like just, I, I, you know, anything with me, I don't care what you do to me. Just give my son a chance. That was the biggest thing. So, um, yeah. And in, in that pain, um, you are your closeness to Christ. It, it changes like immensely. And when you're going through it, you don't necessarily realize that as a positive, right. but I truly believe that God is never more near than he is to those that are brokenhearted and that are walking through something just difficult, something beyond them. Right. Um, and, and I, you know, it, it, the scenario could have turned out very differently. I don't know why he chose to honor us. Um, something I can't wait to ask him someday. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you live in that and you're, I'm living that freedom now, it's, you look back at that time and you realize like what a blessing it was to be so close. What a blessing to serve a God that, um, still loves you, still accepts you, gives you grace when it's not what you deserve. Right. And it sounds like some that also like developed your character and not only in yourself, but also in your husband, but you know, you can strengthen yeah. your faith and everything else. And so it probably brought y'all closer together in that during that season of your life as well. And now you have this, you know, beautiful seven year old, seven year old healthy son. That's amazing, man. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. I mean, when you go, when you walk through something like that as a couple, it definitely changes you. Um, you feel right. like you're kind of, it, I, I like how Rachel Hollis talks about her and her husband being in a bunker together. Cause I'm like, that's it's like, I'm like, it's so true. It just, it, it was us, it was us and God. And it was, you know, we're, we're in this together. Nobody else right. could possibly understand what this feels like right now, but right. we do. And we're here for each other and we're, we're going to make it. Absolutely. So you get better together. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned Rachel Hollis. There's actually a girl that, um, so I work at a fitness studio here locally and there's a girl that looks just like Rachel Hollis. And <laughs> <laughs> whenever she came in, um, I think her name is Allie. Uh, but I, whenever she came in, I'm like, have you ever heard of Rachel Hollis before? She goes, no. I'm like, no. I'm like, like, who are you? I'm like, you're a woman who hasn't heard of Rachel Hollis. I'm like, what the heck, man? I said, girl, wash your face. I, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't think to say that, but I should have. You should have. That would, that would have been the perfect segue. I definitely should have got that in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I should have been like, what? What's wrong with my face? Right. Yeah. You should have taken it in the wrong context and be like, well, never mind. This just took a dramatic turn. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> One of the things that um, that we had talked about on the phone whenever we first got um, got got connected um, that I really that I really loved I think also hits home with a lot of people, especially those that are out there sharing their story and sharing um, like their experiences and such. Whether you have a podcast, maybe you're just acting in your community or whatever it is. Um, you mentioned that 
there were some things that from your book as you were, as you went back and I think as you were reviewing them or something like that, that started hitting home on a personal level because mm-hmm. you weren't practicing them yourself. If you don't mind, like what are, what are the things that stuck out to you that kind of like were preaching to yourself as much as you hope to, you know, essentially make an impact in someone else's life as well? readers. So that's, that's hard. And when you reflect in that way, Ooh, it's, it's kind of ugly. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, no, I agree. When you read your own words and realize that you aren't walking in line with them and that you aren't living out what you are writing and what you're standing for, it's, it's a little like not shocking because you know, we're human, but I guess it just, it takes you back and you're like, right. Whoa, I can't put this out to the world if I'm not walking in line with these words. Because you're not being authentic. Um, yeah. And I think the the biggest was um struggle and other people uh, talk a lot about in there. And I th- I think I wrote it from a place that was really rooted in that strong place of freedom. Um, it's really easy in our world to get convoluted. Right. So we get pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, you know, you can fall into a lot of traps on social media of kind of self promotion and not that there's anything wrong with that. I think in business and in those things, like you do, you have to do it. We, we can't get around that. Right. Um, but starting to get your identity from it, how mm. much response are you getting? How much interaction are you getting? And that becoming a little bit more of a driver for you than it should be right. or realizing that you're putting weight on friendships or different relationships to kind of define how you feel or mm. how you feel about yourself. Right. Um, instead yeah. of really being rooted in what God says about you. Right. There, there was something, I feel like there was a quote uh, that I've written down recently. I think actually, matter of fact, I got it from someone that was, uh, that was on Joel's podcast. There we go. Yeah, it was actually Jesse Eisenhardt. I, I, actually uh-huh. just, I sent that one to you just recently, uh, which by the way, this is basically a huge plug for Black Balloons and Born to Impact podcast. This whole episode is. <laughs> yeah, I think we should, maybe we'll just like send this over to them and be like, hey, just so you guys know, we really like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're huge fans. Huge fans. But this, uh, this one quote that I love that I got from Jesse Eisenhardt. It says, uh, if we think, if I think if we begin, this is uh, Jesse saying this, he says, I think if we begin to see ourselves in light of how God sees us, we take on every day differently. And uh, there's another book that I love. It's talking about, I think it's, it's, uh, I think it was either how to stop the pain by Dr. James B. Richards, or it was, um, moving your invisible boundaries by the same author. Uh, but one of the things okay. he talks about is that the more we start stepping into God's reality and how God wants basically how God wants our lives to be like free from sin, free from all the, you know, from all this stuff, all the crap of life. We start whenever we see ourselves from God's reality, just like that talks about our our day-to-day life is so much different and how we conduct ourselves is so much different because we see ourselves through God's reality. And one of the Mm -hmm. cool things, I'm not sure if I shared this with you before, but one of the awesome things about that book, um, you know, the reason God hates sin is not because he doesn't want us to have fun, right? He's not just this big right. fun sucker that's up there, right? He's what, it, right. what the thing is, it's like whenever sin comes in, it's basically, say for example, let's say you and I were sitting on the south rim of the Grand Canyon and we're looking out and it's just this magnificent area. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon before? 
I haven't. What? It's on the list. Are I know. You, are you list. even American, bro? I know, apparently I'm not. <laughs> but I'm from New York, so. Yeah, you're basically right next to the Grand Canyon up there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyways, but um, as I say, we're sitting on the south rim of the Grand Canyon. Well, for the record, the Grand Canyon is beautiful. Just so you know, I've been there. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you're sitting there. It's this magnificent place. Well, whenever, we are, whenever we're living our lives through sin, essentially what it's like is if you took a filter and you put it over your face, right? And your eyes were seeing this magnificent place through a filter. Mm -hmm. Now you can still see it. It's still awesome. However, yeah. because you're seeing it through a filter, it's like watching it on, you know, like a standard, you know, t you know, one of the standard tube TVs from back in the day versus mm -hmm. watching it on an 8k TV. Right. And so the watching an 8k TV is how living life with God and living life without sin and such is how God wants us to have it. We can still have a decent life, but we can't have it to the magnitude that God wants us to experience it. If we were to live it with him sin free and such. And that's so it's basically, true. that's how God, that's how that book talks about. I was like, dude, that's, that's really, really good. I, I actually, I, I'm actually kind of lost in like how I got on that more so. But there's something that you said that. No, it. it's so true. And it's so good. And it, resonates like yeah, it's exactly right yeah. like you can and too it's like you're saying like we can you can live your life without without christ or without faith totally fine yeah. I, i've done it it was good Same. like stuff is not <laughs> bad when you're doing that however when you walk in line with christ and you walk in line with your purpose and you are seeking him wholeheartedly it's like you're saying things are completely different you see things completely differently you feel differently um, I talk about that in our marriage, like Brian and I, you know, for so long, we had a great marriage. It was, it was great. You know, things were good. We enjoyed each other. There were some times where it was like mediocre, but for the most part, it was good. But taking that step into exceptional and mm. really honing in on what God says about our marriage, putting him first in our life, really working our hardest towards that. Now, with that being said, let me be honest, that is not always the case. A lot of times we're still a mess, but and we're, we both have so much junk. There's a lot that we continuously work on, but <laughs> to humanity. Yeah, acknowledging <laughs> that when you do put God first and you start like sprinting towards that, both on your own and as a couple and as a family, you see the Grand Canyon differently. Right. You're exactly right. I agree. Oh, wow. Um, I think th what you just said there is like probably going to be the sound bite of the promo video that I'll make for this because I just <laughs> that's that's freaking good, man. Um, one of the things uh, that kind of to backtrack a little bit, um, what why is there so much value in, in, authentic, in authenticity? You mentioned that mm -hmm. whenever you were you know, going back and you were like talking about, like for example, I'll just give an example from my personal life. Um, not to go into too much of it, I should say, um, this is so fresh, but like I didn't record a podcast one week on, on this, on, on mine because it, I was actually going to, the, the, the topic of the, of the podcast was talking about the value of authenticity and being yourself. And mm -hmm. I had just literally done something way out of character for me. And I could not bring myself to record a podcast because I'm the topic I'm talking about. If I, if I try to talk about it, I'm going to feel like such a faker. I'm going to feel like such a hypocrite. I'm like, dude, I can't talk about this right now. It's so fresh. Yeah. No way I can get around that. So why do you think there's so much value in authenticity, especially when it comes to living true to your core beliefs, true to your character and who you define yourself as? Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, when we're not, it's there, there's inner conflict in that. 
like even like you were saying, and and I I fully get where you're coming from, but part of me is almost like you should have recorded it and just been like, I'm going to talk about this, but yeah. even though I'm not in line with it, I'm still going to talk about it because I need it. And I think I do that a lot. Like it was I, definitely a message to myself as much as yeah. everyone else. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> and I think we can take from that when we sit here and we're like, you know what? I'm, I'm struggling with this. I want to talk to you about authenticity because I'm working on it. There's days that I feel like a total imposter getting on here and talking to you guys. But the truth is that I'm working towards this. I want to be better. I want to feel more fully rooted and comfortable in who I am and who God created me to be. So let's talk about some authenticity. You know, I think that it's, it's hard. Like I, I think we all kind of go through that and feel that way sometimes because there's, there is, there's that inner conflict when you know that things might be going differently or you acted in a way that isn't in line with what you know is right. right. And then you try, you're like, okay, now I'm supposed to put myself out there and say that this is the right thing to do when I'm doing opposite. I mean, it stinks. But I think the right. truth is just admitting that. I think the most authentic thing is admitting I'm doing my best. That's true because yeah, that's actually a great point. Cause like if you're, if you're not a, a, trying, if you're trying to, if you're trying to cover the fact that you still struggle, you're basically trying to be per perfect and there's no perfect mm -hmm. people out there. And so, yeah, that, that yeah. Oh, huh. that, that was, that was actually really good. I was, I was thinking about that. I'm like, that's <laughs> actually a really great point. Matter of fact. So thank you for that. That was good. But I can, I relate to you though. Cause there's been times where I feel like that too. Like, I, I don't feel like putting myself out there today because I'm not right. in line with it. I don't feel happy. And you and I, we've talked about right. that too. And it's, <laughs> it's definitely a struggle. And sometimes maybe you do need to step back and sure. be like, okay, today's not the day. But sure. then when you go back to it, you can be like, well, today wasn't the day because this is how I was feeling, but I'm back today and let's go. Right. Absolutely. I, I think one of the biggest times that happened to me was, um, so I always get on my Instagram. I'm always like, you know, what's going on? Everyone hope you're having an amazing day. You know, all this kind of jazz, super high energy and whatnot. Um, but one of the, one of the intro, most interesting times about like the authenticity part was the day after my mom told me she was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Mm -hmm. And I, so I get on there, uh, the following day and I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm like, not feeling it at all, but I'm like, I still want to put a positive tone on it. I'm like, dude, I'm right. not feeling the energy today. However, I said, it's okay to not be happy hundred percent of the time. I said, no one's that way. Not even Tony Robbins or any of these people we look up to. Nobody. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's so true. There's so much value in being authentic and just being yourself all the time. And you still go through life, but you know, you still keep moving forward. And that's the main thing. Yeah. And to be honest, I really like that. Like I can relate to that. You are honest. You're like, I want to encourage you guys right now. I'm, this is not, pretty. This is hard. Right. I'm yeah. sad. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So, um, to, to go on a different, uh, different route as well, you had, uh, talked about, you know, your, your man, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brian Cronin. <laughs> and, uh, there was, uh, there was something really awesome that happened that I thought was really cool. Um, Brian is connected. Um, I'm not sure. I forget the way you said he was, but he's, uh, basically friends with Dan Long. Um, from the Born Impact podcast, and Brian was talking about how he wanted to connect you with him. He wanted to be like, "Hey, you know what? I, um, you know, I, I want to put you in touch with him, whatever." But you were like, "No, I don't. No, don't do that." And it's uh, basically, "Don't do me that favor." <laughs> which to some people might be like, "Why? Why would you not want to?" That way, it could you know, it could grow your brand, it could get some book, whatever. But like, it was more important to you that you made the connection on your own terms. And why? Why? Why was that important to you to do that on your on, by yourself? Yeah, I think I think that's important in in life in general. He yeah, it's it's very cool. Dan did train my husband several years ago um here 
which is awesome. And when I first started really getting into personal growth and development and getting into the podcast and I would send him episodes because they're awesome for him too. It's hearing men of faith speak. Um, one is just amazing and having it be outside of the walls of a church, I think is super relatable. So, um, I definitely brought him in on a lot of it too. And then he realized that it was really driving me and I got excited to do something outside of my everyday start putting myself out there. And he's like, you know, I, I can just text him. <laughs> and I was like, no, Here's either, I was like, no, don't do that. I'm like, because honestly, like if it's ever meant for me to connect with them or to connect with other people or other people that I hold to high esteem, like I, one, I believe that God's going to navigate that for me. Right. Um, and two, I'll just, I'll continue on the path that he's calling me to. And I, you know, and there's all ways to do it. That could be a, a way to network. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have a connection, having someone introduce sure. you or, or make that call. But for me, that was something that I wanted to do on my own. Is I just really, you had, right? yeah, I wanted to prove that I'm putting into action things that people are telling me. Right. And that goes back to, too, I should have like mentioned this, but one of my pet peeves as a provider is when <laughs> I have patients come in and they will tell me I'm struggling with A, B, and C. And I will say, okay, I, I'm here for you. Let's work on this. We'll go into depth about what's going on. And then I will give them A, B, and C that they need to do to help the situation. Right. And my suggestions are not always medication. Sure. So in certain situations, yeah, you might need a medication to help out. Others, it's going to have to do with your lifestyle. It's going to have to do with um, making some d- different food choices or incorporating walks, those sorts of things. So right. when we make those suggestions and we work through that, and then I bring the patient back in what, let's say like a month or two, and I ask, you know, how's everything going? Are you feeling a little bit better? Have things changed? And then they look at me and they're like, no. I'm not, I feel the same. I'm like, Oh, well, did we, did we do the walks? Did we right. start, you know, making these baby steps? And, you know, cause I laid out a pretty straightforward plan. Um, and then they're like, no, I didn't, I didn't do it. And, Just and I grab them it. and be like, why did you yeah. not? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and you can't do that. Like you get, everybody moves at their own pace and they have to be ready. But something tells me, like, if you came to me asking for me to help you in this area, like you're ready, you're ready to, to start making some changes and you want to feel better. Right. So then I have to sit there and be like, okay, it's okay, but we're going to go over these steps again Mm. and we're going to come back in a month. And I want you to have just moved the needle like that one little point. And then I'm going to be thrilled. Let's make a little bit of progress. Right. So I look at that in the sense of like what other people give you, even, you know, born to impact or different podcasts that you listen to or, um, you know, any information that you want to glean out there. There's a lot of free information. That's the world we live in. It's pretty amazing. Um, but if you take that and you don't do anything with it, I think that that is like you're doing yourself a disservice. So I kind of looked at all of that and in personal growth and all of that, like if I'm not doing something with this information, I'm doing myself a disservice. So having Brian reach out to them just felt like it just didn't feel right. Sure. Absolutely. And also, I don't know if that makes sense. But. No, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I, it's more so it's like a personal conviction. You wanted to earn it on your own and you hadn't earned it yet. So why would I, why would I accept that? You know? So mm-hmm. 
one thing that I think is really awesome that you kind of briefly touched on as well. Well, you didn't say it, but you, in the message, it was I, I, what I got from it was patience. And what, like, why do you think patience, especially because you're on the path right now? You're in your early 30s, is that is that right, or late 20s? Mm-hmm. That, well, I mean, I'm young. like, I'm we'll almost halfway to 70. Oh god. Oh yeah, that's what Brian <laughs> talked about. That's right. <laughs> Forgot about that. So, uh, Anyway, super young, like a bottle of wine getting better every yes. year, right? Every and, year uh, with age, for sure. <laughs> there you go. So you're on the path, you're on the journey. Um, sometimes whenever you're on that, it's very, very easy for people to get like frustrated because they're not like, for example, when every book comes out, you're like, oh, I want it to be a New York Times bestseller. I want it to be Amazon <laughs> top 10 or whatever have you. But like, why is it that patience is so important for those people that are actually like yourself that are pursuing their dreams and goals and actually taking the actions toward making them into a reality? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think one of the biggest things too is that we have to be realistic with things as well. You know, it's good to dream big and you might want and desire all of those things, but you also have to be realistic about it. And I think that you have to look at what you're doing. And if you realize that you're going to impact one person or it's going to be helpful to one person, then it's completely worth doing. Um, And then too, you know, the big stuff, obviously we all want that. We're working towards that, but patience is a huge part of that. And I think that perseverance comes in that. I don't think anything is just given. And when I look back on the things that I've gone through and how I've gotten here, I've been rejected from just about everything. Like literally every nursing school in Florida rejected me pretty much. Really? Okay. Yes. So I like when you talk about failure, I'm a giant one. (laughs) So (laughs) like if that is any consolation, like I dreamed of becoming a nurse practitioner. It was pretty much all I ever wanted. I love medicine, but I literally was rejected from everything before I ended up here. So if you're not persistent and you're not patient and you do kind of walk away, then I do, I think you're missing out. I do. And I think that the second that you're, you're ready to walk away, if you push past that, I think that's when things really do happen. Absolutely. Um, it's funny. You said the thing, the, um, the failure part of it, there was a quote, I was looking for it, but I don't, I don't think I had it written down, but anyways, one of the things that, um, that Rachel Hollis, you know, we were just talking about her a second ago is that whenever you see people that are standing on a mountaintop of success, they're not standing on a mountaintop of success. They're actually standing on a mountaintop of failures. It's one failure yeah. after another, after another. I know, I love what Napoleon Hill talks about. He's like, you know, failures are just practice shots. They're necessary stepping stones along your pathway to your eventual success. And yeah. so that being said, if you if you fail, you're not necessarily a failure. You're just a risk taker. You're someone that actually went out there and did it. Ultimate failure, I love what Tony Robbins talks about. He's like, ultimate failure is when you try and you fail and you never try again, you know? And so I think that's a good point. Yeah. It, it's like, you know what, dude? It's like, I was actually just talking about that today in a story. Um, I made, a, I just recently started getting into hats for qualified apparel, getting, getting ready for the holidays oh, and cool. such. And thank you. And so, um, but I wanted to do them via screen printing, which I'd never done that before. And I realized that I just fulfilled an order today and, and I couldn't fulfill the hat portion. I filled some of the hats for, for her and they came out looking great. But the other parts I have to, I'm actually going to take a loss on a little bit of the hat part because I can't do them for screen printing. This, the, the nature of it didn't work out, whatever. Um, but it's just a learning process. And I'm like, I don't look at like, oh, dude, you messed up, you failed, whatever. It's like, no, it, it's a part yeah. of it, dude. It's a, you, it, 
along the journey, you're going to fail. No one who has ever succeeded at anything. I mean, Thomas Edison, we always quote him all the time. You know, he failed over a thousand, what, 10,000 times in the pursuit of making the light bulb. But when asked about it, he goes, no, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I just learned 10,000 ways that didn't work, you know? Right. And so, but once you realize that, like, hey, it's all part of the process, part of the journey, it that can empower you to keep moving forward and just be better Absolutely. every day, essentially, on that process. Speaking of um, failures and such, and talking about success, you and your husband, like I said, approaching—is it this year or next year? On your tenth year, this we we celebrated year. nine years in September. So September two thousand twenty will be ten years. Good for y'all, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, what are the things that you've mentioned? Or sorry, what are the things that you would say are great, like um, values or maybe points or whatever have you that are given y'all success in your marriage? Because I mean, everything that I've learned about marriage, like I hear people say two things: marriage is the most amazing thing in your life, but it's also a lot of work, which makes sense mm-hmm. because just like with anything that's amazing, whether mm-hmm. it's amazing having a great body, having a great business. The great times are awesome, but you also have to be in the trenches a lot too. There's also work that's involved. There's also blood, sweat, and tears, if it, if it will, with that. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that have been really demonstrative for you and Brian that have really helped you all get to your going into your 10th year of marriage? Yeah, I think, I <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I think for us, like it's been learning that our love for each other is a choice. So at this stage, we choose each other. We choose to love one another. And we also choose to put each other first. So Brian comes before my kids. He is my person. He's who I truly feel God chose for me. Um, And I'm committed to our marriage being successful and not being just good. So that means too, like we find things that are important to us. We have to remember why we have fun together. So that means keeping date nights really regular. We like to travel alone together. We're leaving for Vegas on Thursday, just him oh, and I. Good for so yeah, so super excited. Um, you ever been to Vegas before? I have, but we haven't been together in probably like 10 years. It was okay. like before we got engaged. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're headed out there for a conference, but it should be really fun. Um, Absolutely. So things like that. And I think that we, you have to realize what's important to the two of you as a couple. And then the other thing too, we worked through, and I I honestly can't remember where I got this from, or I want to credit somebody, but kind of coming up with um, like a mission statement for both of you. Like what's our mission as a couple? What's important to us? How do we move together to accomplish that? Um, and then also finally making that decision to have God be at the center of our marriage and really pursue that together, um, in the ways that it looks for each of us, that's not going to look the same for everybody else. So we're all, we're both on our own path. We're on our own journey with it, but we're there to support each other along the way. Right. What, what is your mission statement? If you don't mind me asking for your marriage. Um, you know what? I have it in my phone. I could read it to you, but it really just talks about like making a greater impact both in our community and beyond and for the kingdom of Christ. Um, also being able to serve in any way that we can, both in our jobs and in our families. Um, and also committing to each other and not leaving a legacy of divorce to our kids because we both come from divorced families Right. And our children have like seven grandparents. It's all very confusing. Wow. <laughs> so we, we want, I know, we want things to be different. We want it to stop 
with us. So I think that that's been a really large driving force for us too. Um, And to say that it isn't a challenge or that there aren't things that continue to pop up regularly, that would be a lie. It it is like exactly like you're saying it's work, but what you put into it is going to come out of it. Absolutely. Um, And I know that that's hard for people too. Like, and I, I'm a proponent of counseling. Like we both, do it. We've both gone separately. We've gone together. Um, we go in seasons with that in our marriage. Um, and I know one thing that can be really hard because I've walked through this with friends is that they have a partner that's not willing to do that. Hmm. Um, and I realize that that, that can be extremely difficult. And I, the best advice that I can give in that too, is just get on your knees for the, for your partner, like continue just to pray for them, continue to run your race and run hard towards Christ, do all that you can in that realm, pray for them, be there for them. And just, again, with the patience, like just be willing to wait and right. see because eventually things will, will change. Right. And plus, I mean, especially with the patience saying haste makes mistakes as well. You know, if you, if you're not patient for something to do to run its course or whatever have you, it's like, you're going to make mistakes is when it comes to relationships or anything in business or whatever have you. Yep. I mean, it, it, just like when it comes to marriage, especially uh, there's a lot of people I know, like, especially when it comes, you know, my age, I'm 28. And so there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that I've seen that have just rushed to get into marriage. Like, Oh, we, we did this with like this happened. I met this person, whatever. And they rushed to get in a relationship or get into marriage, but like there was no foundation there, which mm-hmm. the foundation for you guys would obviously be a relationship with Christ first. And so, mm-hmm. but like there's no foundation there. And because there's no foundation and they didn't take the time to get to know this person or whatever have you, it ultimately ends up in divorce or ends up in heartache or having a kid out of wedlock or then that it escalates even more into more crap. And so Anyways, it's just like that patience thing is huge. But also, Mm -hmm. I I think the thing you mentioned on, which I'm grateful you said, was talking about how love is a choice. And and I think that also uh, comes down a lot with uh, communication as well and communicating things, but also choosing to love the person regardless of their actions and such, and regardless of Mm -hmm. that. But also that communication and being intentional with the relationship comes into that a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. And communicating to each other, like what your goals are and what's important to you and how one thing too, like, and this, you know, everybody probably knows about this, but the five love languages, that was something was really eye opening to us when we took that quiz and kind of realized, you know, what our top three are, what's important to us, because you tend to show love to somebody how you would like to receive it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't always like connect or doesn't resonate. pan out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, I think that even just figuring out how the other person perceives love or how they would really like to receive it and then having your eyes open to that and learning how to give it in that way. So, mm-hmm. and that goes along with like communication as well. So you guys can be on the same page. Absolutely. Um, I, I mentioned to say this a second ago, um, but I just re- reminded of it. it. Basically, what you were talking about when it comes to like your relationship, you know, you're growing with God and everything. Well, my, my pastor said this a while back. He said, you're, the quality of your life will be in direct proportion to the quality of relationship you have with God. And mm. one of the things that I was listening to, I was listening to another podcast recently from this local church um, here in Texas. And um, it was talking just around those lines. He's like, you know, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your husband is great, but your relationship with God needs to be greater. And mm-hmm. you need, because the more you draw close to him, the more your relationship with, with your spouse will be better. The more you both draw closer to God, the more your relationship with each other will build as well. 
uh, which seems kind of like, which honestly seems like counterintuitive, but like the more you experience that, and like, honestly, like for me, I mean, I'm, I'm, so, I'm single at the, at, at the moment, but like, I've realized that the more intentional I've been with my relationship with Christ, the more other parts of my life have started to grow better as well. And like mm-hmm. other, other like desires I have, cause like, it's just like anything, the more you focus on one thing, the more you tend to manifest it in your life. If you were to fo- like, for mm-hmm. example, you're focusing on your book right now and you're focusing on, you know, the publisher part or whatever it is, like that's all you're focusing on. Well, what, what tends to happen? that area of, of your life tends to get better and better. Focusing your relationship with your husband or relationship with your kids, whatever it is, right. that's, that's where your focus goes, your energy flows, as Tony Robbins is quoted saying. But yeah. like, it's, just, it's, just, it's amazing. Like The more you drive that positive stuff into your life, the more it tends to positively impact the rest of the, the other areas of your life in, in such a dramatic fashion. It's true. Mm-hmm. So. And even like you're saying too, like that, yeah, I love what you're talking about, about pushing hard and like pulling towards that relationship with Christ. And having that, that is, it's going to shift everything. And when you do start making that your priority, you start seeing how things in your life start changing. And there's, there's truth to it. Like it's learning by going back and looking back over your life and things like that, that God really is good. He really is all of those things. Amen. Preach. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, first of all, what you, what you said, like what would the, you know, the, the little bit that we've gotten to know each other over the phone calls and such and through this podcast, which has been, I really enjoyed this. This has been awesome. Same. Um, Yeah. What, um, you know, you're very driven in your life. You know, you're about, like I said, you're, you know, you're getting your book out early next year. You have a successful marriage. Your kids are doing great. Um, you're really successful in the fitness realm. We haven't really talked about that too much as well, but you're successful in your body as well and fitness and everything. What does being a strong woman look like for you? Mm, that's a good question. And I think that that's a hard one too. I feel like because um, in business and things like that, it's easy to get pulled in a lot of different directions and think of strength a little bit differently. Sure. Um, for me, I think first and foremost, a strong woman is somebody who I see rooted in Christ and rooted in who they are like just completely unapologetically themselves, um, however that is going to look. And also like, yeah, I think I'm driven to do a lot of things and that stems from my background and my upbringing and my mom kind of always instilling in me never to rely on a man to, for money and to be taken care of because she wasn't able to do that. Right. So that always kind of pushed me to be like, okay, I have to make sure that I'm able to take care of myself. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think there's also nothing wrong with not having that be your driving force. So Mm -hmm. I think a strong woman is someone who is walking in her purpose and is just really true to who they are, who God created them to be. And is, is serving, is pouring into people and is just very, like, like we're saying, like just authentic in who they were created to be. Right. No, I agree. And, and, and whenever you say like, you know, it's nothing like, like your mom, I love that your mom instilled that in you as well. Like, you know, Hey, don't mm-hmm. depend on a man for anything. What she was really saying is like, Hey, that can change, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they, that can change. Life can like, and ha- life can happen to where like, what if you get, what if you break up? What if things happen? It's basically instilling the belief and the confidence in yourself that, Hey, I can make this happen on my own terms. And it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that, you know, Hey, I, you know, it's nice to have two incomes. It's nice to have someone else I can do life with, experience it with. But also it's about instilling that confidence in yourself that, hey, I am qualified to do this. Hey, I can overcome the black balloons in my life to overcome yep. these things that I need to overcome. 
And it's about having, like you said, being unapologetically you and also having that confidence in yourself and belief in yourself that you can do these things that you want to accomplish mm-hmm. because you are. I mean, there's no there's no difference in people. What we what we will do is rather different from what we can do, right? So right. Or sorry, what right. we can do is rather different from what we will do, I should say. Because like our 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 abilities are limitless. And so, but great answer. I, I love that uh, the point about being a strong woman. I, 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 I agree. Living in your purpose is, is huge. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Well, we're getting close to the uh, the hour mark. I'm definitely respectful of your time because you have another podcast interview over here, Miss Popularity, <laughs> at, at five o'clock over in the great city of Tampa. So <laughs> I want to make sure get get the last little bit in and uh, we'll go from there. Um, What's the what's the best advice that you've ever received? Oh gosh, I have to think back because it's going to be something from my mom. Um, Naturally, I mean, I think that she's always just told me basically what you were even just saying that there's there's no limits to what you can do. Always follow your heart. Always lean into what God's calling you to. Don't let other people determine that. Um. And I think she's always just really pushed me in that way and just been like, okay, even if this didn't work out, like keep going, don't stop you. I see more in you. God sees more in you. And that she's just always, always pushed that. And I want to be able to do that with my daughter every night before she goes to bed. I look her in the the eye and I tap her nose and I tell her you're strong, you're smart, you're beautiful and you're powerful. So you, and I just, you boop her. Is that what you do? Yeah, pretty much with those those (laughs) words. So that she from a young age just knows that about herself. And we talk about mommy loves you. Daddy loves you. And Jude loves you, but Jesus loves you so much more. And those are the things that like, I make sure are said to her, right? Because you want your daughter to know that you want her to grow up rooted in Christ, but also know that she has the power to change the world. Dang, right, dude. Oh, it's funny you say that. I love that you do that with her. That's freaking powerful. That's a constant emotion, which is amazing. I do the exact same thing with my niece. She's two years old now. She's That's awesome. Gorgeous. This beautiful bundle of joy. I love it. And I'm going to be absolutely useless whenever she gets older because she's going to have anything that she wants within reason. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> which I, I, am, I am 100% on board with. But um, I say that all the time to her. I'll pick her up or I'll be talking to her or whatever and be like, you're strong. You're beautiful. You're confident. You're this. That. Awesome. I just think like all these things about her. Because like, even though she's only two and she's just now you know talking and she's actually a lot of fun to be around, especially at this age. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you can actually have a conversation with her to a point. Um, you know, we, we were just talking about physics the other day. I'm kidding. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but like, uh, we were talking about string theory. This yeah, she's great. We're playing chess together today. Um, but, uh, but no, like, I wouldn't have, like, even though she can't understand me 100%, I know her subconscious can. And I know her spirit yes. hears me. And so, like, I want to make sure that her uncle, Uncle Ryan, mm-hmm. is constantly a catalyst for positive change in her life. And I know her parents. Do awesome. I'm not saying I'm, like, I'm the only person that gives her positivity in her life. But, like. That's so is this when it comes to people like that, anyone that you're around, those positive words and those that reinforcement and that belief reinstated in people is so freaking huge to your development. It's huge. It's huge. And one of the things that I was going to ask you as well as you were talking about that, I think is really powerful. Um, what advice would you give to other women out there? You know, men can obviously benefit from this as well, but especially since you are a young woman as well. Um what advice would you give to other women out there that want to maybe take action on their dreams like you have, you know, writing a book mm-hmm. or achieving their purpose in their career or whatever have you? What advice would you give to someone like that who hasn't started yet who wants to start or maybe might, in, might be in that process and they might be being discouraged at this time because it's not working out how they thought it would? 
Yeah, I would say you have more within you than you realize. Like if you, if it's on your heart, keep running, keep going, keep doing it. It might not look exactly the way that you think it is going to look or how it should. It's going to morph and you have to be ready to pivot. But trust your instincts and know that you have way more in you than you realize. Boom. Well said. I love that. That is so that is so true. That is so true. All right, man. So I'm um, going to wrap this up. I'm going to ask you the final two questions here in a second. Before we do, I'm, I, as with every guest, I want to acknowledge you for a moment real fast. Um, thank you for putting yourself out there in the way that you have talking about, you know, with your books, talking about you know your success in your marriage and the you know, things that you've uh, things that you discussed today like thank you for being vulnerable with us today as well and talking about the things that you've overcome um even more so that will be in the book that we'll actually look that we'll all look forward to getting whenever that comes out but i just wanted to thank you for being you and thank you for being a catalyst for positive change in other people's lives as well and for inspiring other people that you might not even realize that you've inspired yet. i'm sure there's people mm -hmm. on your instagram that have followed your story for however long you've had your account open now that have been inspired by the things you talked about and be like, Hey, you know what? I tried this. It didn't work out. I did this. It didn't work out. There's, there's still going to be things along the way that are going to happen. But I just wanted to say, thank you for being you. Thank you for putting yourself out there and thank you for going towards your dreams and actually making your, creating your life on your own terms, which is pretty mm -hmm. freaking awesome. So way to go. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for having me on. And I'm so glad we connected and you are equally as amazing. I'm in full support of everything that you're doing. So <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, ma'am, the final two questions we ask every guest on the qualified um, are these. So first question is, how does someone chase their potential to become the person they were created to become? How do you chase your potential? Yes, ma'am. To become the person right. you were created to become. So... I think that that's a lot of self-reflection and prayer and submitting to Christ. At least that has been for me. Um, and, and also trusting the process as you're going through it, realize that there's value in the process of it. Agreed. Trusting mm -hmm. that process is huge. I love what Gary Vaynerchuk talks about. He's like, a, he's like, you know what? I don't give a heck about the end goal. I care about the process. He's like, he's like that, that's the thing. It's like the, the end goal is that maybe be it may, might, might get you started, but it's the process, the person you become along the way that means the most, you know? Mm -hmm. And last Absolutely. question, last question is what is living a life that makes a positive impact look like for you? I think it looks like what, um, what have I done for the kingdom of God and how he sees me? I care more about what he thinks. And if I'm doing what he's laying on me than anything else, it doesn't always look that way. And sometimes I stray from that, but at the core, it's really what does God see in me and have I lived up to that? I love it. That's huge. That is good. Well, Chrissy, this has been an absolute treat. Was there anything else that you wanted to add before we, uh, before we wrap this up? No, I think this has been a great conversation. I'm so grateful that you have taken the time to have it with me. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, where can people connect with you and where they can, where can they uh, find you online? And also where can they get a copy of Black Balloons whenever it comes out next year? Sure. So Instagram is kind of where I'm most active. So it's Christy Lee Cronin. Um, I love to connect. I love to answer messages and talk with people. So please feel free to reach out. Um, and then the book will be available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and I'll have a link um, to my website on my Instagram. Awesome. What what, what part of uh, 2020 is it planning to come out? January. 
Oh, snap. Just a few mm -hmm. months away. Let's go, girl. Let's go. Yeah, I know. It's coming. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, this has been an absolute treat. Thank you so much for coming on the Qualify, Christy. And uh, yeah, man, have an amazing rest of your day. You as well. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the episode. Tell you what, man, I am super inspired by this young lady because she not only was inspired by information that she got from a podcast that the both of us are super impacted by in a positive way, but she got information and what did she do with it? She used it and she started implementing change into her life. That's how the book started getting written, man. That's why she finally took action on the book. That's why she finally started getting things done is using something that she was inspired by and actually put it into practice. And dude, that's the hope with this episode is that you do that with this podcast or any other amazing podcast you listen to is that you use the information that you're given and you go out and make the change into your life. Guys, I trust that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, would you please share it out with a friend? Subscribe if you haven't already subscribed so that way you're notified of new episodes that come out every week, every Wednesday, matter of fact. And also, if you feel we're worthy of it, leaving a five-star review would be absolutely incredible. If you have the time, it takes about 30 seconds, you know, no, no more than a minute to leave a written review. That would be outstanding as well. Y'all, I will see you next Wednesday. Until then, chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. Talk to y'all soon.